It's Thursday, December 31, New Year's Eve, 2009. It's that time for the top environmental stories of the year and even the decade. Plus, who's the biggest echo villain of the decade? Yeah, who is the biggest echo villain of the decade? All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Prepare for six minutes of year-ending, decade-ending green news, politics, and snarky comment. What dire economic consequences? Rising sea levels could flood Mumbai, Manila, Washington, D.C., even New York. Remember, this studio is only two blocks from the water. And only four blocks from the Hustler Club. Oh, my God. Oh, great. I was going to the Hustler Club for New Year's Eve. This is your Green News Report. It's just another New Year's Eve. It's just another old Lang Syne. But when we're through this new Well, Happy New Year's Eve to you, Des. Happy New Year's to you, too. So uh, round up the year and the decade for us in six minutes, will you? No, I'm going to try. It's New Year's Eve and a good time to look back at a few of the biggest stories of the past year and the decade as well. And yes, I know, technically, it's not the end of the decade, but seriously, who cares? Oh, well, thanks, because the end of the decade is actually at the end of next year when we'll do this whole report again. But never mind that. Press on. Arguably the most important green story of the year, the United Nations Climate Summit in Copenhagen. Even without reaching a legally binding agreement to cut global emissions, an accord was reached that for the first time ever includes China and India. China agreed to outside verification, and developing countries will receive billions in financial aid to help preserve their forests and transition to a low-carbon economy. So even with what some call a failure in the Copenhagen conference... There were some successes, and it does give us a framework from which to move on, correct? Yes, and it's far better than what we would have come out with otherwise, which would have been nothing. Nothing. Even as the field data from the Earth itself began to show the changes climate scientists warned us about over this last decade. Another top story this year, the resurgence of climate change denial. Like ClimateGate, where stolen emails from scientists didn't overturn climate science and didn't show any falsification of data, but ironically managed to focus the public attention on the issue of global warming. Yeah, and that's an interesting story because over the last year or two prior to this uh, phony story about these uh, stolen emails, even the Republicans seem to be coming on board with, uh, with global warming issues. John McCain made it a part of his platform last year. And that all quickly fell apart as soon as these knuckleheads found something new to lie about. Well, frankly. also, we saw the phenomenon of fake astroturf groups pretending to be nonprofits, but really funded by corporations to advance corporate interests. There were many other big stories over the whole decade, like the massive heat wave in Europe in 2003 that killed over 30,000 people, the breakup of ice sheets in Antarctica, China racing past the U.S. to become the world's biggest emitter. And, of course, there were some positive stories out of this decade, the introduction of hybrid cars, finally. The issues of climate change and sustainability finally gaining widespread public attention. But in reality, our list for the top stories of the decade turned out to be actually quite simple because most of the big events of the environment could be summed up under one big headline, the election of George W. Bush. Back in 2000, the Arctic still had ice in summer. The massive ice sheets of the Antarctic were still intact. New Orleans hadn't seen a hurricane in years. And federal agencies were still protecting Americans' air, water, health, and public lands. 
Although Bush promised during the 2000 presidential campaign to reduce CO2 emissions, once in office, he pulled the plug on the Kyoto Treaty. He was just kidding about that. You believed him? And then the Bush administration went to work in earnest, undoing decades of environmental progress. Relaxation and deregulation of clean air and water laws, deregulation of energy markets, Enron and the California energy crisis, starving infrastructure of funds for maintenance that led to the drowning of New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina and the Great Blackout in the Northeast in 2000. Two wars and record high oil prices, and of course, outright denial and obfuscation of climate science that led to eight years of inaction on what scientists say is only the biggest existential threat facing humanity. So with all that, it shouldn't be a surprise that when The Guardian polled its readers for the biggest environmental villain of the decade, guess who won by a huge margin? Me? No, George W. Bush. Oh, good. But there is one story that makes our list for both the top story of the year and the decade. The Obama administration, which over the last year has begun the slow process of reversing the destructive policies of the Bush administration. Although the Obama administration's record is undeniably mixed, it's also an undeniably positive trend for the environment. Slow indeed, but like turning around the Titanic, at least it's turning around. And for that... We've got to give the Obama administration and the EPA and their chief, Lisa Jackson, some credit. Read about that and the rest of our top green news stories of the year and the decade at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. Follow us next year as well on Twitter, download us on iTunes, and have a happy and safe New Year's. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your end of the year and the decade for some folks. Green News Report.